2: Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling, episode 69 Scar, Silence, and Super Glue with Sabu and the Super Genie, Melissa Coates. What's going on, guys?
1: Hello, guys. Uh, we're just hanging out.
2: Nice, nice. You guys chilling out in that, loving that Las Vegas weather, huh?
1: Yeah, we're in Vegas. Pretty
2: hot here. Yeah, sweet. What are you guys up to now? You got any drinks going on or what?
1: Well, not yet. <laughs> no, it's too early
2: for that. Nah, not too early. It's never too early for a good. Steve Wiser. I'm, I'm poking up,
1: but I'm not drinking.
2: Oh, I feel you on that. I got my vape right beside me. Right on. Yeah, I appreciate you guys coming on. Sabu, you had a chance to listen to our interview with uh, Fonzie, huh? Yeah, it was
1: pretty good.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that, man. He, he's super fucking awesome to talk to. He's a great guy, man. And uh, you coming on this show means a lot to me, man. Like, honestly, I just want to mark out for a hot second... Um, in my opinion, and I'm sure you heard it when I talked to Fonzie, I think you were probably the most underrated guy ever in professional wrestling. Like how the fuck did you do what you did and influence this? And I don't care if any motherfucker out there wants to deny it because you had a move set and just a whole everything, uh, that influenced a whole generation of superstars, man. And I just want to throw that out there, man, and think that, you know. Hey, man, at some point, your dude's got to be coming, whether it's a Hall of Fame or whatever, man. The fucking Sabu. Fucking the shit, dude.
1: Well, right on, man. I, I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, no problem. Uh, let's just rip right into it. So you got a new autobiography that's out. Uh, it's actually entitled Scars, Silence, and Superglue that uh, you wrote with uh, Kenny Casanova, correct?
1: Yes, I did.
2: All right, and people can find that book at ecwsabu.com along with, uh, what do you got, other merch there, I'm sure, like T-shirts and uh, DVDs and stuff? Yeah,
1: T-shirts and shit.
2: How long did it take you to write this book, man?
1: (laughs) It took about about a year, but uh, I I didn't like writing it because I don't like talking about myself, so it took longer than I expected, and there's more of a pain (laughs) in the ass that it
2: was going to be. So, like the whole uh, walk us through the process real quick. I mean, is just you sitting there talking to Kenny and him putting words to paper, essentially, or your story? Yeah,
1: I just opened up down a few uh, stories and he wrote them down. And then uh, he some of it. over a course of the year, he video, he audio taped, he was telling some stories and stuff, and then he put it together and made a book
2: out of it. Yeah, fuck yeah, man! And I, I'm sure that book's got a lot of killer stories. I think uh, didn't RVD do a, a throw in some stuff in that book as well
1: yeah he did a uh, intro thing for me yeah and then talent taz and dreamer and a few other guys
2: nice all, all the old school ecw guys man you guys are still killing it too uh i'll give you your props man i i saw you uh, on the impact about a month ago um but, uh, when you first came and uh fought the lucha bros with rvd and sabu i was like holy fuck dude that's like a dream match if i've ever seen one you know uh I thought you guys it, killed it
1: it, it. it didn't turn out to be a dream match. Uh, we were really cut cut short for time. So uh, if, we, if we were in a, like a house show, we would have torn it up.
2: But yeah, if it
1: was tricky. We had to
2: like hold it down. Yeah, I, def- I definitely noticed that a little. That there, that time probably had something to do with it. But uh, either way, man, you still—that's a match that still is out there. You know, maybe down the road, you guys can do it again. Um, yeah. And then coming back I mean, in the 23, tell me real quick, what was that like, coming back to the 2300 Arena? Uh,
1: it, was, uh, it, it Actually, it's unrecognizable compared to what it used to be. It mm-hmm. used to be a dump. The dump was great. It's, <laughs> it's fixed up, but it looks like that. It has an uh, atmosphere of shit. How
2: yeah. It's still cool, though. I mean, to be back there with all your old school homies and shit. You know, I mean, Sandman was there, Dreamer. You had fucking Rob yeah. Van Dam. Right on. Yeah. You and
3: RVD still kick it or what? Oh, yeah. he,
1: he's my neighbor
3: out here in Las Vegas. Nice. You guys borrow sugar from each other. That's the... That
1: something like that.
2: Sugar <laughs> sugar, and barbed wire <laughs> and the occasional spliff. <laughs> uh, so Sabu, real quick, um, getting into, you're from Michigan, right? Yes. Uh, and now was the Sheik, your uncle the Sheik, the original Sheik, I might mean, add, was he a Michigan cat as well?
1: Yeah, well, he was born in uh, Beirut, but uh, and my mother was born in Michigan, so they were the two youngest of the family. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's he's from Michigan.
2: Sweet, and so you were you and well, essentially, Rob he took some training from the Sheikh too, right? Or I know you pretty much. Yeah. Well,
1: the Sheikh trained both of us. He trained me, then he trained me to train Rob.
2: Right. Um, man, dude, what a what a fucking icon! And that's awesome that that's your family. I I saw pictures of a. I, I think you saw it too on social media with Joseph Samael visiting the Sheik's house in his grave.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was cool.
2: That yeah. Was cool. Have, have you had a chance to check out uh, Samael's, any of his stuff with like Contra Unit or anything? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think I've met him so much worth.
2: Hell yeah. Yeah, he's cool dude. He's a heavy metal guy, too, man. We had him on the show. He's, he's pretty, he's good people, man. Real people, you know? Yeah, he's very respectful hmm <laughs> Hell yeah. So what's a day in a life like uh Sabu out in Vegas, man? What do you guys do out there for fun?
1: Uh we don't really do much. We just uh uh you know, go to the gym a lot and, and eat as much as possible. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel that. Sometimes you get them munchies you got to.
1: I, I, I feel like I'm a pool all day. <laughs>
2: Hell yeah. So and- what uh what do you have coming up uh, next? I mean, is there any interest? As far I thought I read some online, whatever dirt sheets or some bullshit. That impact was uh, thoroughly impressed with you when you came back at those uh, twenty-three hundred arena tapings. Is there any? Has there been any contact from like Don Callis? I see they brought back Rhino, another guy.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah yes, and no. They're just gonna bring me back when, when they need me. They can't really afford to bring me full time. Right. And I don't, I, had the body to do time anymore.
2: Anyways. Yeah, I hear you, man. That fucking all the years you put on your body and all the damage, man. <laughs> Fuck, dude. That's what I'm saying. There's, yeah. there's not a lot <laughs> of guys out there other than maybe like a Terry Funk or something that probably knows your fucking pain, man. <laughs> right. <up. laughs> yeah. Um, I, it's funny. I was, uh, I saw on Twitter I was on there the other day, and they, some dude posted uh, the old ECW action figures. I don't know if you've seen that, but uh, I was just yeah. sitting there thinking. I was like, fuck, man, I still got a lot of those, dude. My son used to play with them all the time. Uh, you and uh, New Jack and uh, Tommy yeah. Dreamer were his favorite. Oh, yeah. Um, That's cool. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, what about uh, as far as WWE? Anything there? Like Anybody reach out for any kind of? Yeah, like?
1: I, uh, I, I'm too old for them guys. Is, uh, you know, it's a new generation, and they don't want me. And that's fine, just, you know, uh, it's
2: mutual. Yeah, I guess I hear that. But, you know, look at fucking Goldberg, <laughs> that god-awful match he did out in uh, yeah. Saudi Arabia, almost killing fucking Taker.
1: Yeah, that's what I heard.
2: Yeah, yeah, pretty garbage. Um, so, what kind, do you watch much wrestling, or you just pretty much lax and do your own thing, or how's that go? <laughs>
1: I watch it when I can I don't have a set schedule I don't watch like Every Monday Night Raw But if I'm home And it's on I watch it I, And I, I look for it When I'm home
2: Yeah Now is it just mainly WWE
1: No Just wrestling in general There's this one called WOS I've been watching uh, World of Sport. From yeah England. I've been watching
2: a lot. Oh yeah yeah They're pretty fucking awesome They actually They uh I think they just came back Not too long ago I thought uh, I don't
1: know I started watching
2: it Fuck yeah um, out of the crop of new talent that's out there, I'm sure you've worked with a lot of these guys. Uh, anybody that really catches your eye and you're like, damn, like that's you maybe see a little bit yeah, of your Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the fucking real deal, man. Good man. Yeah,
3: uh, a lot of people I know are pissed about the way he gets booked, but
1: I, uh, he's my favorite wrestler. I like watching him the most. And uh, I want to
3: wrestle with him the most. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, uh, Stetson here interrupting. Um, I I, listen, I watched one of your interviews, and that's uh, you did mention that out of the three people that you would like to uh, to wrestle before you retire, Brock was on there. So yeah, it's, yeah. It, it was a really good answer. But, but uh, I think that's fucking dope.
2: Let me take it back, uh, kind of way back to the day because I, people may or may not know this. You had a not only your ECW run, but. Uh, I think you were early on a huge part of uh, TNA. At least that's you know why I started watching. This. Holy shit, you know that guys like you. I was, and... I was there and
1: they had their first few matches in
2: uh, Memphis. Yeah, yeah, like guys like you and Raven and shit, and that's what really caught my eye. Um, take me back to the barbed wire massacre match against Abyss. Were you like fuck this? <laughs> what was going through your head?
1: That was another another match. <laughs> no more pace. Yeah. You know, only thing my head is I want more
2: pay. Fuck yeah! I hope they paid you well, man. You got fucking sliced and diced in that shit.
1: Yeah, they paid me okay, but It could have been better.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts on your match with RVD at the uh, when they did the hardcore? What was it, Hardcore Justice in 2010?
1: Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Uh, didn't give me much respect, not the opposite, because uh, like uh, Jerry men had to pull out of the main event. and so who did they call? It? They called me to take his spot. And uh, then uh, they got—they—they was full of shit, man. They, they had they gave me no respect. That's fucking these guys.
2: Yeah, that's fucking no bullshit. Respect. You should have been first. It's the obvious choice, in my opinion. You know.
1: Yeah, they're
2: they're, they're cocksuckers. Nah, fuck um, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so Sabu, what kind of music do you listen to, man?
1: I listen to heavy metal.
2: Really? What's some of? I'm a heavy metal guy myself. Uh, If you ever get a chance, if you like the real heavy shit. Check out my band, Handsome Prick. Um, What kind of shit are Uh, you into?
1: My favorite favorite band is Judas Priest and and, uh, Black
2: Sabbath. Fuck yeah. Um, Now, you said Sabbath. uh, (laughs) Let me ask you this. Do you like any Dio Sabbath?
1: Yeah, of course.
2: Fuck yeah, dude.
1: Have it in hell!
2: (laughs) shit's fucking awesome.
1: I got uh, Roddy James Dio radio.
2: (laughs) Ah, nice, dude. I love Dio, man. Rest in peace. He was a fucking... God, his voice was fucking amazing, yeah. dude. Yeah. He did a lot of shit. So you're a big Priest, uh, Sabbath fan. I- any uh, newer bands? or? No,
1: I'm not much of the new stuff. But I like the older stuff.
2: Yeah, I hear you on that, man.
1: <laughs> I still listen to the same bands I listened to in high school.
2: <laughs> Me too, dude. A lot of this new shit's garbage, and to find something good, you really, really got to dig deep. And, hey, a lot of us ain't got time for that bullshit, you know? Um, another question for you. As far as uh, what do you guys do? You ever go out to the theater or anything? What's like your favorite uh, movie genre? Uh,
1: I like something with Quentin Tarantino.
2: Nice. Have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? It just came out, I think. No, uh,
1: actually, got the most of these films just
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta check that out myself. But yeah, Quentin's fucking awesome. I, I love the brutality and the humor and everything. Everything about any movie he does is. It's fucking gold, in my opinion. Yeah, it's funny. Wait, you got any events coming up uh, soon that you yeah, can tell uh, anybody?
1: Yeah, this weekend I got, uh, me and Melissa uh, have uh, ICP, the gathering, for two days. And then uh, we have one show in Ocala on uh,
2: Sunday. And See, then, you brought up uh, ICP. 10%. I know you're, uh, you've are you been working with them guys. What is it, uh, Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope? You doing that... Uh, the Juggalo Championship wrestling for a, a hot minute now, isn't it? For years, isn't it? Yeah, 10,
1: 15 years now. Yeah.
2: Fuck yeah! How are those guys? Yeah,
1: they're all good right, guys.
2: Good to hear. You they're don't really get good. you don't really get down with the music though, do you?
1: It's not my kind of music, but they're, they're okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's right. You got respect. Them. They're gay, hey, man. Good people are
3: good people. You know. Yeah. They're supposed to have really hyped yeah. crowds. Like, the crowds are really excited. Excitable.
1: Yeah.
2: What's the best crowd you ever been in front of, man?
1: Uh, about 60,000
2: in Japan. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah at the funny, Tokyo Dome? Take
1: that back. Okay, back. 70,000 uh, at WrestleMania. I forgot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Well, that was the mania, though, where they had, like, the old school E C dub versus that new bullshit they tried putting out? Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I'm sure that was a payday, but goddamn, did they just bastardize that shit or what?
1: Yeah, they just put us on the show, they put us on the show, but they didn't give us no meaning.
2: Um, I remember the first time seeing you, is ECW, I believe it was uh, Barely Legal, which was your guys' first pay-per-view, right, back in the day? Yeah, it was. Um, but in WCW, I want to say this was like... It had to be, like, probably 92, 93. I know it was somewhere around in there. Uh, who brought you in on that?
1: Brought me in on which, which I missed what you said. WCW? Oh, Eric Bischoff did.
2: No shit. I remember you were there, and I was like, holy fuck, who is this dude? And then you were gone. Like,
1: <laughs> fucking <Yeah>, out the... <laughs> yeah, um, I met him in Japan, and he liked me. And uh, they go, how much work costs for you to do my first Monday Nitro? And I said, I can. I'm booked. Mm-hmm. He said, I went for the second. My, I said, you don't have to give me anything. Just put me over. He goes, we got to give you something. I said, okay, I'll take 500 bucks. So I was, what I meant was, give me 500 bucks and then we'll negotiate. So they thought I only meant 500 bucks. So they go, we got you two matches a month. One one nitro and one fake review. And the rest of the time you have off. I said, oh, great. Goes, what am I making? They go, what you wanted, 500 a match. Oh. So You're going to give me five match for two matches a month. And I said, I can't do
2: that. That's crazy. Yeah, fuck no, man. It's like, I thought you said you liked me, you know?
1: They
2: didn't want to to negotiate one stitch. That's fucking bullshit. I mean, the business side of professional wrestling, you know, I mean, me doing the podcast, I know some of it associating with these promotions and, of course, with my band and booking and all that shit. And it's, man, it's a fucking nightmare, you know? Yeah.
1: I say that I pay for my money every night, just about every night. I've had about, uh, uh, eight of my last
2: Ten shows Are canceled in the last month Fuck Who are you booking yeah, These shows it. through man Well I, I know some people Out here yeah, So if you want to get out in the sh-
1: There's somebody Different each time And uh, a couple guys Are uh, guys I dealt with Which I truly really trusted And
2: uh, they let me down Yeah Yeah fuck that man I got some good people Out here in the Chicago land So if you're willing To make the trek Out here and the money's right I'll put in the good word For you brother <laughs> Yeah, for sure. When's the last time you hung out with Fonzie?
1: Um, a couple years ago there we had a short down in Florida where
2: he was a uh, referee. Nice. Um, let me ask you this. What uh I know you you know with the Sheikh being your uncle and everything, was it uh was wrestling pretty much instilled in your brain like growing up? Like when did you first become attracted right. to the sport?
1: Um, we uh, we only watched wrestling on Sundays when we went up to my uncle's house. Other than that, that's the day of the week was normal. We didn't live. I didn't live with my uncle. I didn't live with him until I, I was older. Yeah. Uh, I was growing up. Like we didn't live with him. We just went up there every Sunday to visit him. And so there, there was no wrestling around that. Uh, you uh, was six days a week.
2: Who were some of uh, the guys you were watching when you were younger that you were enthralled by?
1: Uh, you know Terry Funk of course and Dory and uh, Abdullah.
2: Fuck yeah, Brody <laughs> Are you a big Brody fan?
1: Yeah, of course.
2: Yeah, yeah. Everybody back then had. That. I still love him. I, you know, I've talked to Joseph about that. was like, man, that's that's a fucking tragedy and a half. What happened there? Oh, yeah. well, what's the craziest shit that's ever happened to you by a fan per se? Like someone, have you? What's like the craziest heat you've ever got?
1: Uh, I don't. Know. I can't think of nothing at the moment.
2: <laughs> no problem, man. <laughs> People trying to throw cups of piss or anything like that? Well,
1: well, yeah, that's happened not too
2: long ago. Puerto Rico's going to piss out. Ah, yeah. See, there you go again. The Puerto Ricans, man. Not Puerto Ricans. I don't mean that, you know. So before you motherfuckers, sensitive motherfuckers out there, try jumping the gun, you know, I ain't saying Puerto Ricans, but come on, man. Puerto Rico killed Bruiser Brody. What the fuck? Yeah. You know, some fucked up shit. Uh, what promotion would you say right now is on like I would you call like the alternative to WWE if you even care? Well,
1: like, AEW, of course. They have some money.
2: Yeah, you'd be keeping up with those with that situation, huh?
1: Sort of you know, I I watch the news, yeah.
2: Fuck yeah. I'm excited about that, man. I you know, that's uh it's it's something new, it's something fresh, and they're kind of bringing back some of the old school vibe. But it's more modern, and, dude, I I think it's uh, anything to kind of kick fucking Vince in the balls, I'm all for. Because back in, you know, 2000, 2001, when WCW and you guys got bought out, I was like, I graduated in 2001. So when that shit happened, it was like my fucking heart dropped, and I was like, ugh. Like, now this guy, like, granted, he has put out some great shit, you know? But what happens to a motherfucker's head when he becomes king and he monopolizes everything, you know? You get the last 15-plus years of pure shit wrestling. Well, according to Vince, you can't even call it fucking wrestling. You know, that's a big no-no. <laughs> so yeah. I am so fucking glad that AEW, and by the way, we will be it All Out, so I, I can't fucking wait for that shit. I'm glad that they are around, and they got, they're doing it right. It's not like this, you know, I'm not saying like Impact or ROH or even New Japan, any of these other guys haven't. You know, everybody's had their hiccups, but... They're backed by a guy who's worth more than WWE combined. You know, it's essentially Like we got another Ted Turner, so that's fucking awesome. Possibilities are endless with them, man. Yeah, right I think so too. Yeah, yeah. So, in your book, uh, how how long is this read? By the way, is this is this a long book or? Uh, it took
1: me about a year to read it.
2: Yeah, oh, I'm definitely going to read it. I'm, I'm going to buy that motherfucker after we get off air tonight. So.
1: Uh, I don't know. It's only about 1,000 pages, 400 pages.
2: All right, that's about cool. Pages, I, I can still blaze
1: it. It has a lot of uh, pictures in it and uh, a lot of history.
2: That's great because
1: – That's my history, uh, Detroit, my uncle.
2: Nice. That's awesome. I mean, because even, you know, both you guys, like you and the Sheik, are, both have this mysterious vibe to you, you know? And I think that's pretty evident even nowadays. Like, people want to hear, like, you know, what's up with fucking Sabu? Like, it's so awesome to, like, sit here and talk with you and tell me you fucking dig on Sab with the deal and shit, you know? I mean, that's fucking great. Uh, but I think that's – people want to know shit like that, you know? Because uh, you are such an icon, and, and same with the Sheik. I mean, this is in, it, in this day and age with social media and everything, you guys are able to connect more with the fans, and it's a it's awesome for you because it's another avenue to make money, you know. Which you guys imagine if back in the day when ECW was going fucking ultra hard in the paint, if you guys would have had social media back then, I mean, what do you th- what do you think that shit would have fucking blew up even more so than it did? Or?
1: Well, yeah, they had social media, but it was the say that
2: yeah there was that dial-up aol
1: that (laughs) yeah
2: it took me like 25 minutes to get on like mtv's website or something back in the day (laughs) oh that that fucking shit um so out in vegas man is there uh i'm trying to think did you guys you didn't go to uh double or nothing did you no no
1: uh there's this a company I've worked for since some time. So I've had some creature stars of us. I work for them now
2: and then. Uh, oh, okay, the guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with them. Um, I'm trying to think who else did they just? I just saw somebody. That's nah, fucking escaping me, and I didn't even hit the pen yet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. There's I mean, there's all kinds of shit all over. So it's it's great that uh you nowadays all these guys, including yourself, have. Many avenues to work. I mean, does it kind of remind you of like the territory days, or <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> territory days? Territory days were good, but they didn't pay. Yeah, they didn't make money.
2: Yeah. So, you, so you're saying back in the day, it was you know you were making more than what you what you are now, as far as you know, just going. Yeah,
1: through... we, we, made, we made more now
2: than we did back in
1: territory days. in territory days, everybody go "I who the territory days are that, but what they they remember is how no one ever got paid in the territory days. Only only and only son got paid.
2: Ah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that. You know, so it's got to be fucking cool that at least nowadays you have fucking you could pretty much go anywhere again. You know, and it's not like some jabroni promotion. I mean, I'm sure you run across a few. Um, you know, whatever. I. uh, I don't know. You probably don't fucking remember. It's been like four or five years ago. Uh, I saw you out here in Valparaiso, Indiana. It was a show with like Scott Steiner. Uh, Let me think. Virgil was funny. I think Virgil just fucking showed up like he always does. Talked my fucking ear off for like two hours. And he starts talking about how big Andre's dick was. I'm like, where's this going, man? (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, I remember you, you signed my son's belt. We got a DVD from you. I hooked you up with some party favors. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. You and Super Genie, you and Melissa were both out there. So yeah, it was fucking cool to see you, man. That was my first time seeing you live. I, uh, you weren't at the, I don't know if you remember, um, back in the day, I want to say maybe it was 99, uh, ECW out in Gary, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: remember.
2: Were you at that one?
1: I'm not sure if I was there, but I know they were
2: there. Fuck yeah. You know, every, you know. Some people are scared to come to Gary, but not E C dub. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Since you put it like that. Um what else? Oh, going back to uh like impact again. Um so you guys in this fucking uh R V D man coming back, I, I just wanna say that was so fucking cool. Um what was it like to be working with some of these new casts that you guys were working with? Uh,
1: they're all right. They're just, you know, they're as shit. They're all
2: right. They're good guys. Yeah, hey, I love the the Arabian Facebuster to Ethan Page. I actually just uh, saw him last night at a Black Label Pro Show, or Saturday, I should say. Right up.
1: Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly.
2: But that that was a fucking dope-ass spot, dude. And I'm like, <laughs> for anybody that, that hasn't seen you in a long time, man, and for you to bust that shit out, it's like, fuck yeah, dude. Well,
1: the whole locker room was really excited, too, after the match. Like, they were all amazed, like, how well Sabu could still move after this many years. So, I mean, you know, he's going to be modest about it, but everybody was really excited for uh,
2: some of the to be back together. They were super excited. So it was it was a really good time. It was a really good time working there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I love it, too, Sabu, how you're you're super fucking humble, man. Like, I mean, you're just a real motherfucker, dude. Like, pardon my French, but that's fucking cool, man. You know, you don't get a lot of guys like that. Um, should put, they should put
3: relentlessly humble on your book cover. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well,
1: I, I uh, was from it. Mostly by my uncle, my mother, of course, but my uncle too, uh, and he was very modest. So I would never to him, I
3: guess. The thing that's the thing that's impressive about we talk about this modesty, but me. So, so as you can tell, uh, Wallace Juice is he, his his knowledge of pro wrestling history and the different promotions and the different people. Um, he's not bullshitting when he, he's when he says he's he's speaking to one of his wrestling heroes. You are literally one of his wrestling heroes. But I'm new to the whole thing, so we got hooked up through this podcast. And I do the audio stuff, but what's so impressive uh, from a from a new guy's point of view to, to the sport is watching um, footage of you. You're not uh, like you're not the wrestler that talks a bunch. You're not, you know, you're you're kind of silent. Your actions speak uh, for for you. What's super impressive is the way and kind of the, I'm I'm getting to the question, but uh, what's impressive is how you can tell a story. Without talking, with just using physicality and moves, and uh, and and like and communicating emotion and getting people hyped, and you could actually tell a story in sixty minutes, whether that be over the span of a couple months or with each one of these uh, like events you do often, like every week, no matter who's on the other side of the ring with you, it's super impressive. And I'm my question is. Do you see that kind of stuff with these new guys because of social media, because they can have their face out there 24 hours a day, because of the cracking of kayfabe and going back and forth with it? Um, You don't have to address the kayfabe part, but like the storytelling part, how how do you, do you mentor a lot? Do you try to give like these young kids like pointers? Like, because man, like it's, it's just so impressive to do what you do to tell a story and not actually use any, you use physical language. Yeah. The way it should be.
2: The thing is,
1: when uh, guys my age tell a story, they're telling their story. When guys are green today or new today, they're telling someone else's story. So they're not even telling their own story.
3: That's so, a good point.
1: Uh, you know, when I tell a story, I tell my own story. Even if the promoter don't want to know my story, I'm going to tell it anyways. You know. I'm going to do my story the way I do it. And then that guys they can't do their story the way they do it. They can't do their story the way someone tells them to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it just, so, it's just WWE. That's in kind of the shit right
2: now. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Only from that, only from the creative aspect. You know, the, the matches are better than ever, and the guys are better than Chase than ever. All that stuff, but uh, you know, from you know being creative, they're, they're all stifled.
2: Yeah, I, I, I for sure, I, I totally agree with that. There's a lot. It, a lot of these guys are like you say, super talented uh, physically gifted beyond, like, almost any generation I've ever seen in professional wrestling. Um, but when it comes down to, hey, here's a fucking script or go off and do your own thing, you know, there's, you can have 200 fucking guys that are badass, but a guy that actually be able to go out there and, like you say, tell the story or even if your hand, there are those guys that are given, like, a shit fucking story. I'm sure there's a lot of WWE guys and there's, like, a couple of them that's like, yeah, you get handed some fucking bullshit. And they make do with it, you know. Whatever that—that's a sign of their talent and their ability. But I don't think there's a lot of good storytellers out there today.
1: No, the storytellers are the agents. They're not the wrestlers or the guys in the dressing room. With uh, they're not in the limelight anymore.
2: Yeah, and I think that's one thing I kind of see with AEW is them guys kind of giving it back to the professional wrestling, back to the wrestler. You know.
1: Uh, yeah, I see that too.
2: Yeah. So that's fucking super cool. Let me ask you this real quick. I'm gonna bring up a name and you tell me, uh just give me the first thing that comes to your head. Paul Heyman. Uh <laughs> a
1: genius,
2: yes, a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um what's your thoughts on him running raw now, man?
1: Well, that's where he always wanted to be. Uh, you know, looking for Vince.
2: Yeah. Vince. Now Vince supported you guys back in the day, right? He was I mean, he was kind of funding you guys. Money back in the day. Yeah,
1: I never seen it, and I didn't know about that time,
2: so I don't know. No shit, that's fucked yeah. up, man. This is, uh, see, in my opinion, when I think of like ECW, and, I, and I'm talking about like the the Extreme Championship Wrestling, not when it was Eastern Championship Wrestling, but I think of like right. guys uh, that are the heroes, the icons. There's five guys. You know, everybody always does this fucking list. Um, my Mount Rushmore, I guess. Would be you, RVD, Taz, Raven, and I think I, I always throw Rhino in there. It's either Rhino or Sandman, but it's usually it's Rhino because I know Rhino is fucking awesome, dude. um right <laughs> yeah. But that that's what I think. And you guys had, I mean, fuck to be this little promotion that could to go into a promotion that was. You guys started a fucking revolution. I mean, it was the, you know, the 90s shit was fucking, it was dangerous. Music was fucking dangerous, like the culture, everything, like it was, it was fucking hungry for blood and shit, and you guys gave it to them. I mean, I I watched, that's mainly most of the shit I watch on the WWE Network is like, you know, of course, all the old ECW TV, and uh, I'll watch like Mid-Atlantic or Mid-South, any of that, you know, I love going back to those super old school shit, because I don't know, man, that shit just gets me, man. Um, but I remember yeah. watching you guys like ECW TV, it would come on like, I think it was before or after Man Cow TV out here in like Chicagoland back in the day on... uh, fuck yeah. well, uh, what was it like once you guys got that TV deal for TNN I mean I've heard stories that it was kind of a shit show, they didn't promote you guys yeah I, I don't know, I, I, I didn't really get into the, the,
1: that, that part of it I, I only wrestled each night and uh, left the business up to other people. You know?
2: do, do you <laughs> so, think you uh, uh, did you see better pay though? Like when when they reached no. a deal with TNN? No,
1: there was no better pay. There was <sighs> nothing. Well, Fuck. when we signed the deal, like uh, with uh, uh, a claim or video games, something like that, we never seen nothing. Else. Everybody's cheering, "Yeah, we signed the deal." But we all had empty pockets. Anyone ever had any money? Was Paul? Uh,
2: no shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he goes just had the 32 million dollar deal with a claim and they, they go bankrupt a week later
2: yeah well i did you ever play that game it was the sh- dripping shits man <laughs> never played it. i never played it i never got paid for it never got played it <laughs> oh man dude it was fucking garbage uh, <laughs> i still have it i got it for a nintendo 64 the only cool part was like when they would show each guy in the ring and fucking they'd say something you know they had like voiceover work or something I don't even think all of them. Did you do voiceovers for that? Oh, I did not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was going to say, there's a, quite a few of them I could tell. I was like, man, that ain't fucking this guy, you know? Um, What about since we got on that video game uh, thing real quick, going back to, I believe it was uh WWE, what the fuck was it? It was SmackDown versus Raw featuring ECW in 2008. Was one of my favorite games. It was one when they brought back, you know, the EC Dub, but it was like the first year of it. I remember you, and I think Sandman and Terry Funk were one of the guys in the game. Was that uh, the developer who came to you guys or? Well,
1: well, I yeah,
2: we were in this. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, uh, no shit. Yeah. We need to get fucking yeah. Sabu reparations, man. What the fuck? <laughs> Let's me all high. Yeah, that,
1: that thing, and so uh, like I wasn't a, a regular guy. You know, to unlock me somehow. More mm-hmm. that wasn't the uh, Cut me in on the share. I
2: guess. So. Damn, dude, That's crazy. That is because this guy. I, fuck. There, you know, and there is too. Like if you go, Sabu was so fucking over, and this is how over this character and everything was, and he, even the chic because it all. You know, in my opinion, it kind of trickles down. Um y- you can go to like a dollar store. You you know how you see these bullshit like knockoff toys, like there's yeah. always a couple of them. All right, there's one that's like it looks like Hulk Hogan, and it's obviously it's not Hulk Hogan. It's just some fucking cheap thing. And there's always a Sabu one, dude. I always see those motherfuckers, dude. So yeah, but they're, they're like they're
1: like generic uh, wrestling figures.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of got like the hollowed out old He-Man body on them or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah man, but those, you know, I mean, you got you left a fucking huge impact on the biz and you still continue to do it, man. Uh fuck, man. Is there is there a glass ceiling for when you want to give it up and hang up the boots?
1: Uh I don't know. I don't see one at the moment, you know. Uh I I uh I don't feel like giving up cuz I I still feel pretty good.
2: Fuck yeah. Well, sp- speaking of that, since you're saying you feel pretty good, I mean, how many fucking surgeries have you had?
1: Not not that many. I, I did more surgeries than myself than that. That I really that I had for sure. You know, I've only had probably a maybe three or four, maybe five surgeries, but I've needed I probably thirty or forty of. Them.
2: No shit, that's where the yeah, super glue comes into play, huh?
1: Super glue and tape and uh, those <laughs> <labels. laughs>
2: Nice, yeah, yeah. Oh, here's another good thing because I remember this. My buddy had the issue. What can you tell me? Uh, fuck, I forget what year it was. This was definitely in the '90s, though. I think uh, you and Van Dam uh, were in high times. They had an article by you guys or some shit, right? Yeah, uh, they had
1: like an inside cover. We were supposed to be on the cover, but uh, Howard beat us out for the cover. Oh. So they put us on an inside cover, which was uh, it said uh, championship pot growers or something like that. It's <laughs> pot <Nice. laughs> something like that. <laughs>
2: What's uh what's the pot situation out like in Vegas? Is it uh I mean I've been to Vegas. I've stayed excellent. out there for a week, I've walked yeah, yeah. You <laughs> <He's> say <saying> excellent. <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: uh, it's expensive, but I don't It's as good
2: as it gets. Yeah, yeah. We got some good shit out here too. I mean it's not uh recreational and all that shit isn't legal though out there yet, is it?
1: Yeah, it's legal. Yeah, it's
2: legal. No shit. Yep.
1: Like in California, it's legal except for you have to be a California resident to, to buy any weed. Here, you can just be a bum off the street and
2: buy it. Nice. I'll be that fucking bum off the street then.
3: <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Fuck man, Illinois. Uh, I believe they just passed the law, so I think I think starting in twenty twenty, it's gonna be uh, recreational. It's gonna be legal out in Illinois. Wow. Uh,
3: so.
1: yeah, I I have been a pot worker my whole life, just about, and and. Uh, and I used to drink alcohol, too. And that's way less dangerous than alcohol. Oh. So I can drive if I'm too high. I can't drive if I'm too drunk.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I totally agree with you. I think uh, I'm 36 now. I started... Uh, <laughs> thank God there's no little kids listening, man. If they are, they're fucking degenerates. Um, I think I started at age 11. So it was like going into fifth grade. And uh, I remember the first time I got high, man, it was... It was fucking ridiculous. My eyes were ruby red. My buddy's mom was going to take us to the water park, and she came in and saw four stone-ass kids, and it's like, Robert,
1: are you on drugs? You guys aren't fucking going anywhere.
2: (laughs) It's like, whoa. settle down, (laughs) baby. Yeah, man. I I enjoy a good smoke there, and I enjoy, especially nowadays, dude, there's so many different ways to, uh, as far as edibles go, and, uh, you know, the vape pens keep it nice and cool, and, Kind of incognito.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's very cool now. Yeah,
2: I fucking love it, dude. I I, I'll tell you this: I haven't seen no fucking none of that Mexican brick weed in a long fucking time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was in Mexico, and I go, "Hey, can I get some weed?" He go, "Yeah." I go, "How good is it?" I go, what kind of it? They go, it's Mexican. I go, Yeah, but Mexican's the shit where I come from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mexican, dude I was just Mexican out weed, wait, wait a minute. Mexican weed in Mexico is the shit in Mexico too.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. I'm glad you said that. I was just out there with my band Moisten Disciples, uh in twenty fifteen. We're out there and like, Oh man, we got some shit, you know, some good shit and I'm like sitting there thinking, Come on, dude they ain't got fucking anything. He comes back and this shit looked like it was in a Ziploc bag underneath somebody's bed for like two months. It was just like, it looked like a piece of swamp thing or something. Yeah, it's the shits, man. You're the Mexico. I know, right? I've been down in Houston and stuff like in El Paso, too. And I'm like, I remember being on tour and like, think, oh, man. And this was back like 2006 or seven. So, you know, we still kind of, there were people around here, it's like, oh, I got either mids or uh, hydro, they used to call it. I haven't even heard those terms tossed around anymore. Um, anymore. No, Uh, but you go down there and it's like, I'm thinking, okay, these guys got to be doing it better than what we're fucking doing up here, you know? And I go down there and I get this fucking shit. I paid a lot for it and it was the same garbage, like tons of fucking seas. I could have, man, I would have been a millionaire by now had I cultivated this shit. It was just shitty fucking brick.
1: Nah, it's
2: the shits. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad that we got what we got now, man. I, I think, uh, you know, the legislation, everything that's fucking on it, it's uh, it, it's bullshit to me that it's classified as what? a class. It's a class one narcotic, right? Yeah. Uh, I know RVD's been a big advocate uh, for that. Man, it's just, come on. I, I, I think probably within the next five to ten years, hopefully this country will get wisen up. Otherwise, we're going to fucking Canada, eh? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man so you don't really drink much then huh no i'm not much of a drinker oh right on yeah i saw the thing too with uh did you have a chance to check out the fight network uh did some on rvd
1: no i haven't, I haven't checked it
2: out yeah yeah it's pretty cool man he you know it's it was weird to see him he's drinking a pint and then he's talking about it's like man everybody's like we were rob van Dam. we're supposed to be token you know like what the fuck? It's like I enjoy a beer every now and then. Like, um, I thought it was a great fucking episode. I actually talked to the, uh, I think his name is George Barbosa that actually created that. He works for uh, Anthem, which is parent owner of Impact Wrestling. So shout out to those guys. But I, I told him about. I was like, dude, what the fucks up with the Sabu special? You know, like, and he told me that he was working on it. So have you had any contact with these guys or? No, I
1: learned nothing.
2: No shit. They just blowing smoke in my face, and they ain't the smoke I want to inhale. Fucking, <laughs> fucking yeah. bastards. Um, so Sabu, I do not mean to
1: be a wet blanket, but my phone's gonna die.
2: No, 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 that's fine. I was just getting ready to kill it, man. I, I want to thank you guys again for coming on the show. I fucking appreciate it. Hey, if you're ever down to do it again sometime, let's do it. Uh, you got my number, man. So feel free to reach out whenever, man.
1: You got, it, man. Thank you.
2: Yeah, no problem. And uh, real quick, I just want to remind everybody, you can find Sabu on Instagram and Twitter, at Sabu with, what, four U's in the three now? Yes. <laughs> You've had a lot of accounts. <laughs> and uh, go to ecwsabu.com and pick up a copy of his new book, and along with m- merch and DVDs, all this good shit. And uh, I'd like to thank Super Genie Melissa Coates for appearing on the episode as well. Yeah, thank you. Anytime. I have a
1: lot of merchandise. So, um, yeah, my Twitter's at supergenie 111 one, But you'll see and retweet my kind of stuff on his Twitter account. Oh, I yeah. He's got a new Twitter account. That's his, he had a former Twitter account. But um, oh, yeah. he like to get across his new one. Like you said, it's at Sabu with four U's and the number three. So it only has one Twitter account, and that's
2: it. Fuck yeah. You best believe we'll be sharing the hell out of that shit. So you guys have a good okay. night. Fucking party on. <laughs>
1: Right on, man. Thank you. All right, thank you, thank you, you brother.
3: Later.
2: later. So that was our interview with Sabu. What'd you think, Sret? That
3: was that was awesome.
2: That was it was fucking surreal, dude. He's a fucking
3: awesome guy. He just it, I I do so <clears throat> I really appreciate it because he does. I was telling you when we were doing a little bit of research and right. like, you know the way we sort of do research. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but uh, but one of the things is that uh, he doesn't do interviews. No, not really. Yeah, no, like I, I, tr- I, I call the voicemail if I'm wrong. Send a message on Twitter. Send a message on Facebook yeah. if I'm wrong. But one eight seven. I don't joking. know of any podcasts, like just audio only, like podcasts mm-hmm. that he has done in interview. He's done a few things over the last, like I don't know, ten years or five years, six years. Yeah, he's done like three longer interviews. I'm sure he's done some for like
2: RF shoots or a couple spots, something but like not,
3: that. but not really. And it, in and uh so for him to actually give us a time is awesome because yeah because it, it's not know, his thing
2: but we're we're fucking dope you know oh yeah you got, you we're so it. cool that we get fucking sabu on the show yeah. hey
3: you know sorry about your guys oh yeah damn this, is the, this is where we have to make direct eye contact with the camera yeah 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 and for those of you listening audio audio only close your eyes and imagine mm. we both have baby blue crystal clear eyes wait no send. my
2: eyes are brown as shit and i'm proud of that
3: well mine too yeah, I'm fuck trying that to...
2: blue-eyed shit. Fine. We're you know, we ain't painting no picture like that. Close
3: your eyes and imagine two pair of soft, gentle brown eyes. And we think to yourself, "What's happening in wrestling this week? How will I find out?" You listen to our show. Yeah. If you have a friend that likes wrestling, or even you're not sure, but it might be some new thing that you want them to get into, instead of being the bore ass, boring ass piece of doo doo <laughs> doo doo stain butter. Train wreck. Ah! Don't let them watch that WWE. Uh, Yeah, man.
2: Some of it. If they like it.
3: You listen to the show to get the newest news on pro wrestling. Yeah. Upcoming stuff. Mm -hmm. Cool games. Yes. Quips. Yelling. Yeah. Humor. Uh, Silent farts. We stopped farting, uh, I think, back (laughs) in episode seven. It got real hot in here. It got real hot in here. (laughs) And we made rules. Yeah. The burping still happens. Earlier, um, when you asked the question, uh, and I saw on camera that your mouth moved weird, yeah. I then distinctly smelled some sort of—I wasn't meat, given a ghost to blow job. Some sort of, yeah, some uh, some meat product blew wafted over into my face <laughs> with a salty? But uh, but yeah, man, yeah. yeah. People like Sabu, people like uh, we're, we're just gonna... Pat
2: Monix, you know Joseph Samael. Casey Lennox, you know they all these people, Mikey Bland from Black Label Pro, Steve from Warrior Wrestling, they all know
3: what's and we up. Just started. <laughs> Yeah, we did just start. And we're fucking killing it. Get obsessed with us and get yes. ready. Over the next six weeks, um, we will have merchandise. We're going to launch Patreon. We're going to launch a couple YouTube uh, extras, some informational stuff.
2: Oh, yeah. We actually have some uh, extras in the bank right now, too. Some uh, One of them some happens to be stuff. with Joseph Samuel yeah. too. So we
3: got two bonus, uh, s- some bonus footage and bonus interview stuff that will be on YouTube exclusive. V-v-v-v-v-v-v-v-v. Um, and then we're working on some other stuff. It's going to be the next 30 days is going to be very exciting for us. We just yes. had. Uh, well, we got a big fucking weekend coming up too, uh
2: going into September. So we're essentially looking at GCW. That's Game Changer Wrestling and Black Label Pros joint venture. The two cups stuffed. I still can't get around that title. <laughs> I, I like it, but I just I'm wondering anyways. Um, so we got that. And then Saturday, <laughs> we're fucking all out, bro. <laughs> we're Saturday's all out. out. That, I'm fucking stoked because uh, those of you out there diehards, uh, the juice heads, as I like to call them, they've been listening since day one. Uh, if you guys remember last summer around this time, we were getting real pumped for all in, you know, and trying to be a part of it. I know you were out in Europe at the time yep. and shit happened with me where I couldn't attend and help out, even though I was asked to do much like I was this year, too, because, hey, they want the juice. Um. It's so exciting now to be in this position. We're gonna be in a suite with the STF Underground guys,
3: with the Hub Chicago. It's gonna be a fucking party, man. It's gonna be fun, and we're we are trying to. So, I'm not a big fan of this. Like, uh, we're announcing something special in 30 days. Yeah, I just like to blurt it out. Yeah, yeah, hype train. Yeah, people get hype, but uh, whatever. That's my own. Well, we don't want to get hype and let you down, even though we are working. We are like Friday's gonna be awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Saturday, we got the all out event. Uh, and then we're trying to work something out during the day. Uh, yeah, Saturday. That might be real fun the, the, yeah during the day of the event. Um and then Sunday is warrior wrestling. <laughs> yeah, so sort of, 6. Oh man, it's going to be fucking nuts. And
2: the, you know they at this time they've already announced uh Killer Cross as their fucking goddamn I love that guy, dude. He's fucking awesome. He's killing the impact wrestling and actually a lot of independents throughout the country. Man, it's going it to be an unreal and weekend better. in Chicago for Bigger, wetter, better. Yeah, it's it's going to essentially this is the Midwest Chicagoland's WrestleMania weekend. You know, yeah. It, to me, it's it's going to be bigger because, fuck, dude, I don't give a fuck about WrestleMania because Chicago's the coolest
3: city in the world. Yeah, yeah, it is.
2: I mean, well, shit, and then October too, you got Impact Wrestling coming with Bound for Glory. It's, and then in November you got MLW coming with this Saturday Super Fight. Thank you, Tim Hunches. <laughs>
3: Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> go!
2: Yeah, but that's their first pay-per-view. So, I mean, there's... Chicago is like the mecca for professional wrestling right now. You know, I've talked about it before. We don't need to go into detail on that. But it's... We got a lot of shit planned for you guys. And we appreciate the fucking support. We hope it continues. It has... This freaking nature starting to swell. And once we get big enough, there ain't gonna be the room. And the... the Dude, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I love all you guys for your support. It's an interaction. It's been fucking cool to chat with a lot of you and uh, get your opinions on the show. If you want to do it some more, leave a message. Leave on the voicemail at 1 267 4199. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Juice Pro Wrestling. We're on the Twitter machine at JP Dub Podcast. You can find us and download and listen, and subscribe on any podcasting platform like YouTube, Stitcher. Spotify. I thought we were gonna exchange it off. Tune but in. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio, <laughs> you know, all that fucking shit. We're we're everywhere. Just Google us, you know. We're all, hey, we're on Google too. We're on Google Play. Yeah, Google yeah. Plus. Uh, <laughs> fart fartbox. Quaff box. <laughs> quaff uh, Anyways, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. And just remember, you know, if you want some good shit like Sabu on the show, that's you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is just the beginning. You know, there's there's a third part to this equation, and oh yes, it will happen. Just think about it. I'm not even going to tell you guys. Bill Alfonso, Sabu, there's one more piece to the puzzle. There's
3: one more piece, man.
2: <laughs> and it's not Tommy Chong. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time, this is the Juice and Threaten saying, "What I'm up? up. What I'm up? up. What I'm, I'm up? up. What I'm, I'm up?" up. Wet Wet I'm Wet I'm up. up. <laughs>